How's everybody doing this wonderful uh, summer day? It's nice and beautiful. Friday, nobody's chilling. It's the 4th of July weekend. Everybody's still here. What's wrong with you people? Isn't there, isn't there a birthday to celebrate? I mean, come on. Like, this is awesome. I, 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 actually, I, this is what I expected out of you guys. Because so. <laughs> uh, uh, I know you guys are here for Jesus and not, not be, you know, church stuff and, you know, glory points or whatever. You're here for Jesus. And I, uh, 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 I wanted to just say hi to you guys while you're here. I wanted to see how your week was doing. Anybody want to say, hey, anything awesome happened in anybody's week they'd like to share, pop up here for like 30 seconds and speak on the mic and say, hey, God did this in my life. I really wanted to share. Anybody? Last chance. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four. Oh, Ruvum, come on up. I knew there was one lively catch. I just, just, just remembered right now. Um, so today I was kind of working and uh, chopping some trees. And so this crazy thing happened. God just kind of saved me from just something really <clears throat> unexpected. But we're chopping a big, big branch off. And I'm cutting it, and it starts to kind of lean towards me. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to fall on me. So I'm like, okay, I told uh, Josh, who was helping me. So I told him to pull it away as I was cutting it so then it would, you know, fall away from me. And so he was pulling it away, and as soon as I cut it, it falls away from me. But because my chainsaw was there, it hits the chainsaw, and I start to lean off the ladder going backwards and, you know, Thank God for the reactions that God gives me. And I grabbed onto the ladder and I held on. But the thing, just, the thing just flew right past me and just went down. And I was like, whoa, that was close. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, thank you. <laughs> so I mean, just a, kind of a day miracle today. Praise God. It, 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 seems, amen. it seems like, oh, well, that sounds cool. But when it happens to you, it's like, oh, oh, Lord. Oh, I just want to sing. I'm going to, I'm going to sing extra loud today and worship you. You're going to hear me the most. <laughs> uh, that's how it is. Uh, I, uh, uh, I woke up uh, this, uh, this morning, walked to my van, and looked in my van. The window was down in my, in my work van. I, I usually uh, freak out. You know, we live in a pretty crazy neighborhood, uh, constant break-ins and stuff like that. And, uh, and, uh, uh, my van, I always pull out all the expensive tools, everything, uh, you know, over 60 bucks or whatever. I put it on a cart and I cart it in. And lately I've been just overwhelmed with work that I just cover it with a tarp and I just pray, Jesus, only by your mercy and grace. And I barely get in the house and then I leave early in the morning and, and you know, and, and, uh, and I get there and the window's down and I'm going, oh, brother, you know, <laughs> here we go. Nothing's missing. I mean, I parked in the darkest part of the street. Uh, the window's down. You could totally just reach in and grab whatever you wanted. Uh, yes, there's an alarm on it, but uh, easy to just snip and cut away. And, and, I'm just, and, I, and, and I didn't load. I have probably five to $10,000 worth of tools in the back. And I'm going, yeah, please visit. I, I live on Oaks and 35th. No. <laughs> I totally just lied. <laughs> this guy, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was just one of those things. Is like, 
God loves me. Oh, man, my prayer worked. Oh, God loves me. This is awesome. Like, oh, praise God. I didn't even get to share that with my wife. But uh, I just remember that. When, when it happens to you, that's when you're like, ah, God is so amazing. He's so good. He's so awesome. And, uh, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure once you heard a couple stories, you're starting to remember. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I know it's on the spot. And it's like, man, next time be ready. All right? No, it's time, it's time for me to preach. That's why I have the microphone. <laughs> no, if you really want to, Vadim, I'll let you. Because you're stronger than me. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that would, you know, I bet you we could fill up the whole service and, and, and everybody would remember something that God did in their life and it would, that, would, that would lift us up. And, but I did prepare a message. If you guys like to hear, I... <laughs> yeah okay move forward all right nobody's upset everybody's good all right cool not yet right the upset part will come <laughs> um i titled this message it's not time to lose sight of jesus uh jesus the way the truth and the life uh john fourteen six. that's a huge statement one of the biggest statements that jesus said with his own mouth one of the biggest statements of the gospel uh, but what I'm talking about here is it's summertime, school's out, everybody's like, oh, break, chill time, time to relax, time to you know, plan vacations, plan hangout times with my friend, plan the leisures of, of life. And, and, you know, as you become an adult and as you grow up, you find that actually summertime is not times of leisure. I think summertime, I find I work twice as hard, twice as long, uh, it's in ministry. That's a time of preparation for 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 youth camps, kids camps, school clubs. Uh, that's all that work process. You know, for farmers, are you kidding me? Summertime is like is like peak season where they're hustling and they're watering. they you know fall is even more crazier. But but that that preparation, you know, that it's not time to rest. It's not time to relax. It's time to to get working. So I'm I'm looking at our school system. I go, man, they're teaching kids just backwards, man. It's like. You know, summertime is the time you should be working. <laughs> Sometimes times you should be, you know, studying winter, you know, hang out with your family and whatever, you know. <laughs> Go travel to a warmer place. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, I wanted to, to challenge us that, hey, uh, not just us, but especially those who have a break from their school uh, and those, you know, who are, uh, are going, hey, what do I do with all my free time? What do I, you know, is it time for me just to go to the beach and make my mom to take me places all the time and, 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 uh, and do what I want and plan my own stuff and hang out with my buddies and longboard and, you know, and swim and that's it. That's all summer's about. No, it is not. And uh, I wanted to remind you today, you came to youth service and we're going to talk about standards. We're going to talk about keeping the standards, right? As a Christian, Everybody knows if you want to make it to heaven, there's things you do, like stay on course with Jesus. Keep the standards, right? We, you know, I could ask you right now, what are the Ten Commandments? Let's jog our brains because, you know, that's where morality comes from. Morality only comes from one place, and that's God. If there was no God, there would be no morality. As soon as you take God out of the picture, any other worldview where God's not in the picture, morality is what you feel it is, Right? And today's culture is, well, I think that, that this is fine. I think this is normal. I think this is okay. Well, what does God say about it, right? 
in uh, Ten Commandments, real quick. First four are all about God, right? You shall have no other God besides me, number one. Number two, you shall, you shall have no idols, meaning, okay, yeah, you don't worship other gods, but then you have idols. You have, you know, you're, you're a, a fan of, of Porsche, you know, and you're just, oh, man, I love Porsche. Porsche posters, Porsche, Porsche, you know, tattooed on my arm, Porsche. Every, no, you cannot have idols. You cannot do have tattoos as well. But, you know, uh, soccer teams, football teams, everybody, everybody's putting on the, the, the Seahawks logo. Well, uh, I'm not that crazy about it because I love Jesus, you know. Uh, or, you know, hey, I, I need to, you know, be careful with this so, it doesn't, so I don't just become uh, wrapped up in, in the movement of, of today's culture, right? I have my own movement that I'm wrapped up into, right? No other idols, no other images, right? Number three is uh, you shall not uh, say God's name in vain. Don't use God as a curse word. Don't joke about God. Respect God as who he is and, 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 and what he is, right? Number four, we have uh, uh, Sabbath, right? Sabbath. God commands us to take a day out of the week to rest and think on him and, and spend time with him and to focus on him because he wants us to rest and he wants us to not lose our focus, right? Um, and the other six commandments is about relationship with other people. Uh, first to your parents, and then to people. Don't kill, don't murder, don't lust, don't, don't covet, don't, 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 don't harm others around you, right? Don't steal, right? Um, that's it. Class is over. You got it? You know it? Cool. All right. Go live it out, <laughs> right? Moral- morality only comes from God. If you can understand this, I'll tell you that. You are ahead of most of the people around you. If you can understand this principle, that morality, the reason you have morality, it only comes from God. The only worldview that gives you morality is a worldview that God is a part of, right? With atheism, basically we all created each other, or we all, sorry, we all created ourselves, all, you know, we came from ponds come to monkeys and there is no God there is no controlling force there is no morality there is no standards there is no absolutes right that's whether we're preached to all the time there is you know who says that's wrong or right okay well on my heart it says I can you know I can commit adultery three times in my life and that's fine fourth time then it's really bad right okay but in here there's no room to budge there's a fence there's guidelines there's night and night or Yes, black and white, right? Here, it's a gray mass of whatever floats your boat, right? Buddhism. We have Buddhism on the line. Buddhism is, hey, life is illusionary, right? Everything that you foresee, how do you know it's really real? Everything you have is kind of illusionary. And so, hey, you know, we're not really here. Who knows what your state of consciousness is? You're just going to float outside. It's very confusing, the worldview, in my understanding, right? If you, hun- if you understand that morality comes from God. You can't get morals anywhere else. The morals that atheism hold and say, hey, we're moral people. We don't kill. We don't rob. We don't steal. They're actually borrowing those morals from this worldview. Because in their worldview, they don't have morals. So if you understand that morality comes only from God, you're, you're, you're ahead of the crowd. You're ahead of of, of, of what's happening on this earth. You got it. You understand. You see. You sense. Uh, you understand. I want to say that's huge. 
here. The disciples all had to make a, a vast decision in their life. When Jesus came up to them, he said, hey, Dennis, follow me. And they're like, who is this guy? What's going on? Why is he talking to me? What's going on? But they knew that this guy was uh, anointed. This guy had, uh, 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 wasn't just some Joe Schmo. They, they, they were watching. They heard. They sensed. And when he said, hey, come follow me, in their hearts, in their soul, I bet you something twitched, something moved. There was, they knew something was going on. They knew that they had to, had to make a decision. And they knew it was, it was something intense. And I, I believe that that's why they followed him to the end, except for one, right? Um, it was one of the greatest decisions they faced in their lives. And it actually cost most of them everything. And here we are. We're going, we can trust ourselves. We got this. I got life figured out. I know what I'm doing. I, I, got, I got my plans. I got my goals. I, got my pl- I know which college I'm going. I know which car I'm going to drive. I know wh- how my wife's going to look when I marry her. I know how my husband's going to be when I marry him. I, 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 uh, I, I, I have everything figured out. I know, you know my style. I know my favorite food. I, I'm good. I got it, right? And we forget. We forget what God is constantly telling us. He's saying, you're self-deceived. You're so easily self-deceived. You know, we're so easily tricked. We, we trust our eyes to, to, you know, coordinate in this world. But, you know, you guys all saw a magic trick, the optical illusions, right? You can see me perform one time, and I can show you some cool stuff. You're like, what? What happened? Where'd it go? <laughs> and, uh, and you understand that, hey, your eyes, they can be trusted to a degree, right? If every, if you, can you trust every video you watch on YouTube as real? Right? There's people that spend thousands of dollars making an eagle sla- you know, fly down and grab a baby and, and hundreds of millions of followers think it's real and, and everybody goes crazy and then they go, oh, it's just, you know, we just made it up to get some people excited, get some you know, views, right? And you're like, oh, man, there I go. Can't trust my eyes anymore, right? Or you see, you see somebody uh, 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 you know, put out blackmail garbage, especially during you know, political seasons or whatever, and people people uh, uh, chop you know somebody's speech up, and they say, "Oh, look what he said," or "Look what he did," or "Look," you know, or they expose what what he promised and he didn't perform right. And uh, and, and and what I'm saying is, our senses we know can be tricked, and same thing with our moral compass, same thing with our morality. We can lose our sense of morality. And in our Bible reading plan, the last couple of weeks, I kept popping up these examples and so we're going to go off and read them um, Psalms 106 13 through 15 it says this they soon forgot his works they did not wait for his counsel but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert and he gave them their requests but sent lainus into their souls what's the uh, uh, I wrote here, break it down for them, Andre. <laughs> so here it goes. Number one thing they did is they forgot God. They forgot his works. They forgot that, man, he's all powerful. He's almighty. He's the reason why we take a breath and, and have a heartbeat. 
He, we didn't birth ourselves, or you know, our moms did, but he's the one who gave us life. He's the one who designed the eye, the ear. The, 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 uh, he's the one that, 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 that created everything. He's the one that holds the universe intact and in order. Everything is fine-tunedly designed. We have 600 PhD professors signing a, a petition saying, hey, there's no way after studying all the, all the creation, there's no way we can believe evolution. PhD, doctor, degree, people saying, you know what, put my name out there in the public. I think evolution is the biggest fraud thing there is, right? Right? We, we have that. You can look it up. I can give it to you. And here, you know, we have this theory of, you know, everything kind of just created itself. Everything is chaos. No, it's not. Everything is fine-tuned. The earth, move it a little bit this way, that way. We're going to burn. We're going we're gonna to freeze, right? Uh, tilted this way. To, to degree. I mean, no other planets yet have they found life, right? Uh, or just imagine how big the galaxy is or whatever. You, you look at creation at all. You take time to study. You look at the evidence. You go, man, this stuff is fine-tuned like a Rolex. There's no way uh, it's mindless. There's no way it created itself. Um, but once you kind of lean toward that direction, that, hey, you know, well, do I really have to pray? Do I really have to read my Bible plan? Do I really have to partake in these activities in my life maybe maybe i just have you know a quiet session here and i'll catch up on the reading plan next week and you know hey i i'm i got really busy and this and that and all of a sudden you forget his works you forget about god they did not wait for his counsel see that's another big issue that that us humans have is hey uh we want something we want it so bad and we hear from our advisors, our, our parents, our, 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 our leaders, hey, why don't you ask God? See what he wants. Ah, well, yeah. All of a sudden it's like, well, he never answers my prayers, and I don't know if I can hear him. I don't know. I don't, it's, hard to, it's hard to understand what God really wants, right? And here it says, they didn't wait for my counsel. They didn't wait for my response. Or they, they didn't go with my response. God will say no. And it's, I don't like that. I want to go to this college. I want to do this. I want to be a part of that. I, I like this sport. I, I want to. I want to. I want to make millions of dollars and, and honor God with, with my money. That's great. But does God say do that? They did not wait for His counsel. It says, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. You remember what the, the, the people uh, lusted for? Onions and, and things that they had in, in bondage. Things that they had in bondage. Well, in the desert, we don't have any onions. Why are we following this God? Oh, man. Uh, where's our garlic? You know, <laughs> no garlic, I'm not going. I'm not going on this journey. I'm not going to be saved if there's no garlic on this trip. <sighs> right? Exceedingly lusted for things that God asked them to give up for a season and a time. To understand holiness, understand his heart. They tested God in the desert. Meaning, God, we want a relationship with you if you give us what we want. I'll, God, we want pheasants or we want meat. Give us meat. And God's man, man, you guys, I'm giving you manna from heaven. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you out of your stupor. Listen up, folks. Fine, you want meat? Here. Have your meat. And as they were eating the meat, they were already dying and choking. And, 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 and you know, and, 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 and God just goes, listen, guys, I, I'm not playing a game here. Do you want to be saved? Listen up very closely. 
And he gave them their request, but sent lameness into their souls. See, and, and, and for many times in the Bible, in Isaiah, and, and we read in our Bible plan that, that, you know, we hear the Apostle Paul say this a lot to the Jews. You have ears and you have, you have eyes and you, you see and you hear, but you don't. You, you, you don't understand God. You don't understand truth. You don't understand where morals come from. You don't understand what's the purpose of your life. You don't understand anything. You're totally, you, you, you have uh, ideas, you have principles, you have stuff, but you don't, you've missed it. Yes, you're, you know, you're, 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 you pay tithes on, your, on, your, uh, on this and that, but the big picture, you know, you can go and, and murder somebody for, for them not paying off a loan to you or something. You know, like, hey, <laughs> you, you're, 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 you're twisted everything. Your understanding of God is twisted. Romans, uh, we're reading Romans today. Who read Romans today? One and two. No, what's the Bible reading plan? Romans one and two. Was it? Because I checked. James, James, who read? I want to know who read what this morning. Because we, I know, I know that it ended yesterday. And when I opened it up this morning, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, well, the next two chapters would be Romans one and two, right? So that was my. In the Russian. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. So your only two options, if you were going to make an educated guess, was Romans 1 and 2 or James 1 and 2, right? So who read what? (laughs) Okay, well, then I can't say in today's Bible reading plan we read. So I'll just say in Romans 1, you can read in Romans 1, it says this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Uh, This is Romans 1, 18 through 25. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because uh, Because what may be known of God is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. That's us humans understand the things that are made. Humans understand that God can be seen in in His creation. Even His eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God nor were thankful but because uh, became futile in their thoughts and in their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools changing the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. And uh, this, this message really goes kind of well with, uh, we just read uh, uh, in, in Psalms 90, uh, 106, right? It, it kind of ties together. It, it kind of goes, hey, there's a process of a human who, who, who falls away from the truth, who falls away from understanding God, who falls away. And that process is very simple. You stop honoring God in your thoughts. You stop putting Him first. You stop, you stop pressing in. You stop asking Him. You stop praying. You stop reading the Word of God. You stop pressing in to understand morality. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. So where are you going to get it? In the textbook that somebody wrote that you don't even know? Or are you going to press into God? And it says this. At the end it says this. Therefore God also gave them up 
to uncleanliness, in their lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies amongst themselves. We exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and served the creatures rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. I, uh, I again want to repeat this. If you can still hear God, then you are so blessed. If you are in this room today and you can hear God's voice, you are so blessed. Uh, 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 Ramil sent a text out to a couple guys uh, 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 earlier this week. Ramil or Dennis? You sent, Dennis sent it out. And it kind of blew up. It was a text. It was a little video clip on, on uh, uh, what pornography ratio is in the evangelical church. And they're talking about uh, somewhere about 75, 80%. Sorry, 68. Sorry, how could I forget that number? 68%. <laughs> 68% of professing evangelical Christians admit when taking the poll in the survey that they actually participate in pornography on a regular basis. They'll actually admit that in a poll. And I mean, later texted and said, uh, what about the percent that didn't admit that in the poll, right? And, and then the, the, another poll question was asked, pastors that uh, participate in pornography and consider it okay uh, was uh, uh, 50 50% pastors admitting while taking the toll, saying, hey, I'm a pastor of a church, and I look at pornography, and it's okay in my understanding. And I'm an evangelical pastor, right? And, and then again, Ruben says, well, what about the other ones who didn't admit that? And you understand, whoa, 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 what is going on? That's a pretty startling contrast to, to what you, we, we tend to think. Maybe, okay, maybe some of the church has fallen away in America. Maybe some of the church is, is going crazy. Maybe some of the church is losing their cuckoo bananas, right? But, but when, you hear, when you hear states like this, you understand that there's very few and limited pastors left who, who actually understand, who actually can hear God's voice. Psalms 94, 7 and 12 says this, Yet they say, the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. You senseless among the people, and you fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear shall not hear? He who formed the eye shall he not see? He who instructs the nations shall he not correct? He who teaches man knowledge. The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are futile. Blessed is the man who is instructed, O Lord, and teaches out of your law. See, that's what's going on. Is hey, the beauty of professing you're an atheist is saying, hey, there is no laws, there is no standards, there is no morality. I do what I want. I can have a license to sin. I have a license to do whatever I want. And nobody can stop me, and nobody can judge me, and nobody can do anything. But the truth is, there is a God, and he makes his attributes plainly seen and known. Go study anything in science and you'll understand that everything in evolution falls apart and everything uh, that says there's a creator stands up and rises. Go study bi- microbiology. Go study the galaxies. Go study anything. You'll understand that, man, everything is so finely tuned there has to be a mind. Go study DNA. DNA, when, 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 when computer programmers understood the, the concepts of DNA, they go, hey, it took us such a long time to even think about programming something like this, and here we have, we have it in DNA, a, a system for this and this and that. And they go, man, somebody programmed this DNA. DNA is the, 
the, the, the, the genetic code of your life is what creates. You know, out of DNA, uh, your, your cells get a, a, a command to go, hey, we need to build a liver. It needs to clean the system. Let's build a liver. Hey, DNA told us, right? Who built the DNA? Right? Here we have a... Uh, here we have a... Uh, fools are professing, hey, you know, uh, God doesn't see. God doesn't see this. God, God, God c- he can't judge me if I don't understand. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying, God, you know, uh, uh, you know, if I'm wrong, okay, I'll get to heaven and I'll say, oh, sorry, God, I guess I made the wrong decision. <laughs> God is love. God will forgive everything. We're so good at justifying our actions. We're so good at, at playing this game of, you know what, we don't really have to perform to the standards. It's okay to shy away. It's okay to fall away. It's okay. We have grace. We just come back whenever we want to and, and we experience God's love. Right? No. No, that's not right. Not if you're reading the Word. Not if you're reading the Bible. At the end it says, Blessed is the man who is instructed. Right? You are so blessed. You are a step above. You are beyond uh, developed. If you can hear God's voice at your youth. And you can continue to hear God's voice through high school, through your college years, through when you're deciding to get married. You are so blessed. You are so blessed. That is, you are, out of, out of, out of the selected uh, organization called the church that God is protecting and holding, a portion of it is faithful, and you're in it, and you hear God's voice. That is amazing. That is worth fighting for. That is what we're talking about here. Because the wicked, they, they stop hearing God's voice. That's, that's what happens. As they get justified, go talk to an atheist. Go talk to anybody uh, who, who has a, a confusing worldview, right? Who doesn't know where morality is. You know, morality doesn't, you know, I don't agree with that morality comes from God, blah, blah, And you look at how and who and what they are, and you go, wow, this is nuts. This is like crazy. Psalms 94, 20 through 23 says this. Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil, by law, have fellowship with you? Those who are trying to legalize sin, will they have fellowship with you? Can they even hear God? Because their whole plan, you know, homosexuality, their whole agenda is, hey, we not only have to legalize it, but we have to introduce it to you at a young age so that you can't even have a, a sense of a relationship with God until you're so messed up and you're so broken. Because you, you, imagine growing up not knowing that, that uh, heterosexuality is, 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 is supposed to be good and, and, and you're, you, all you know is, is, is the opposite, right? Imagine how messed up your life would be. At an early age, you're five, six, you had, you know, homosexual parents. And they told you that there is no God and there is. And, and you're so confused, you're so ripped up, you're so... I can only imagine, right? That's their heading. That's what they want for our kids. That's what they want for your f- future children. They want it illegalized and then they want it pressed in. Why? Because next year in kindergarten, they're going to start teaching in our schools, hey, gender uh, uh, identification. Right? That's going to be a prominent subject, right? Math and science and gender identification. Hello, here we are. 
He says, Shall, shall the throne of iniquity which devises evil by law have fellowship with you? They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. But the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. You know, uh, they say one of the biggest evidence that God exists is that we still have the Jewish nation. Yes, the Jewish nation is blind and deaf towards, towards God, but God still protects them and nobody can erase them out of the face of the earth. No holocaust, no, no, no persecution, no, no, no anti-Semitism of the whole world. They can't eradicate this little small people, this little small country. They can't get rid of it. Same thing with God's word. Go look through your history. Go look at history. How many times people rose up, kings, rulers, and they, they went against us. Go look at your Soviet ties. Soviet Union said, hey, we're as a nation, we're the biggest, we're the best, and we are atheists. We are going to kill every Christian. We're going we're to persecute everybody who believes there's a God. You're a pest to society if you claim they have a faith in the one true God. We hate you. And yet our grandparents, our, our relatives, our, our forefathers, they survived that. How? God protected them. Yes, many of them died. Yes, many of them laid their lives down. But many of them, willing to lay their lives down, God protected. I, uh, I have one last verse from uh, Psalms 94 to read, but I hear I have to share two examples from my life. Uh, I... Uh, uh, so I'm going to do that. We uh, first example or first thing I wanted to share is uh, what happened at kids camp. Uh, at kids camp, uh, it was interesting. We had a house, and across from the house was the football team, and uh, the football team was really rowdy and kind of, you know, we have our babies and, and Ashura's are next door. They have their baby or baby, and uh, we don't have babies yet. Baby, baby, babies, and uh, <coughs> and this. Football team is up at one in the morning, and they're you know, and we're we're by the time we're wrapping up with skits, practice, and stuff like that, we're already going to bed. We want to get some sleep, and these guys are loud, and and the people are telling them, hey, you got to be respectful. There's you know almost two hundred people here from a church. They're trying to get focused on God, and here you guys, your twenty guys are keeping everybody up. You know, like I thought you guys are Christians, be respectable, whatever. There ends up on my front porch, people are asking, who's this guy you keep talking to? Who's this guy you keep talking to? So I'm gonna give you the scoop. All right. This guy ends up on my front porch, and I'm coming from a skip practice, and I'm going, dude, what's this guy doing on my front porch? Here's my wife and baby inside. This is a, I don't know what he's thinking, what he's up to. You know, like, get off my front porch. And I t- said nicely, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just sitting on this porch. I'm like, yeah, that happens to be my porch. He's like, oh, oh, I'm very sorry. And he stands up and starts walking away. And notice he's crying. And I said, hey, what's up? What's going on? What, you know, you all right? He goes, no. I go, well, you know, what's, what's happening? He goes, it's just really tough. And I go, what's tough? And he says, you know, it's tough. I, uh, I, uh, it's the first time I've ever been to a football camp, and I'm not having a fun time. I'm like, are they picking on you? He goes, no, not really. They're just, they're just it's hard. And I'm like, what's hard? What's going on? He goes, you know, they're, they claim to be Christians, but they're so wicked. And I said, really? What do you mean so wicked? He goes, well, I, I'm homeschooled. I, 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 you know, my parents are saying, hey, you need to kind of, be on a sports team and so they pushed me into this and, and I said yes and I'm going to do what my parents want me to do but being here I, I'm just 
appalled and on who and what they they claim to be and what they're doing right and i said well you know uh <clears throat> what is it that they're doing he says they're watching pornography openly as a team inside of a christian church camp and they're they're talking about it openly they're they're watching it on their phone and they're inflecting everybody and nobody's standing up nobody's saying anything and i'm going what oh man that's you know and the only thing i could do is to just encourage him i said you know what you have good parents you know what you have a good heart you know god continue to be faithful to God, continue to hold your ground, continue to hold the standard. This is what you should do. You should go talk to the coaches. Tomorrow, this and this, you need to, you need to address this. You shouldn't, you know, and, and that's what he did. He talked to the coaches. The coaches jumped on it. They, I don't know what they told them, but after that, all those boys kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, hid their eyes or, or they, they, they knew. We, the next morning he was on, he, we, we met again. He was telling me some more things and and, and the guys were passing him by. And he's standing alone, talking to me. All his football team is passing him by. And he's saying, they were watching pornography. And the whole football team just kind of goes, dude, you're exposing us. We're going to kill you. You know? And here I am going, man, this guy, this guy is pumping me up. This guy, man, I, I love this kid. You know, Luke Jones, that's his name. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> And I'm going, man, this is, this is so awesome that I get to, that I get to be a part of this, that I get to, to talk to him. And, and, uh, and I found out where he lived. I found out, you know, what he does and, and this and that. And, he, uh, and uh, he talked to the coaches. The coaches told him about it. But the next night, he comes knocking on my door. He goes, hey, Andre, uh, uh, you told me I could uh, pray in that chapel. I told him if anything, he could pray in that chapel. He goes, can I sleep there? And I go, oh, well, as long as you're out by morning because you're going to freak people out, I think it's okay. And so he uh, spent the night. He brought his cot in a sleeping bag. And then at, I set my alarm at 6.50 to go wake him up. And I woke him up and told him to get out of there. But he goes, oh, thank you. I finally slept. And uh, I can understand, man, that, that there are people out there who, 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 who can't give up that, that moral compass. They, they, they want to fight for that. And my other example is I met a, a guy... Uh, on the construction site, he's a uh, he's a painter, texture guy, and he runs a huge crew. and And uh, and uh, we were we came on the job site on Monday. We have a big commercial job, and uh, we have to keep the schedule because here's Fourth of July weekend, and then there's another whole list of jobs after that. And I promised my wife there's nothing that's gonna stop this weekend from happening. And uh, and uh, she said okay. And and here we are. We're ready to lay the flooring, and they're spraying texture. And I'm going. You guys, uh, what happened to the schedule? And they're like, well, the super didn't communicate to you, the superintendent. And I'm like, well, no, this is our, he, he only gave us an email last minute on, on uh, Monday morning. He goes, hey, you know, pull off your crew. And I'm like, hey, I got five guys, six guys going to run in here and bust out this job. You can't just tell me last minute that go home and sleep. You know, like, are you kidding me? So we're trying to push this crew as fast as possible. And we're cr- causing all this trouble on the construction site. And everybody knows who we are. We're lighting up fires. We're, like, pushing on people. Like, let's go. We're scraping up their spackle. We're, like, get off the floor, you know. Anyways, and, and, and Christian, uh, the, 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 the leader or the, the owner of the business, uh, I meet him in the basement. And uh, I'm like, hey, when are you going to get the second floor done? When are you going to get the third floor done? And blah, blah, blah. And he's, he speaks English well, and he talks. And he's like, well, I, I, will work, I will work Saturday. I will work Sunday. I will work. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Don't work on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, th- I, I thought I would tell him, and he'd probably just blow by and whatever. But he noticed it. And he goes, why can't I work on Sunday? 
Because it's God's day. You can't work on God's day. You can't work on on, uh, when God says, you know, you got to go to church and stuff. He goes, really? Why not? You know, and we started this whole conversation. And and, uh, it was awesome because uh, David, David Pitykovsky, where is he? He's not here. Oh, John, John was there, right? John, you heard the conversation, right? You were there. It was, it was awesome because, because uh, I, I, got to, like, I got to, like, express the life that God put inside of me. I got to, like, you know, rapid fire. And he had so many questions, so many <clears throat> objections to the church, so many concerns, so many, you know, well, there's hypocrites. And, you know, well, the church is this. And you guys judge. And, and, and oh, I, he goes, when, uh, when I went through 2008, you know what I went through? He told me his, his story about how his crew uh, when 2008 hit, they started limiting the jobs, and nobody had work. All his, all his crew members, they went to church, and they started, you know, crying out to God, and then God made it better, and they all forgot about church, you know, and, and this and that. And I go, hey, I don't care. What about your moral compass? What about God, the existence that God is? I don't care what, what you think about, uh, about the church that's kind of lost in this transition. I, Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Your salvation still you know, stands in jeopardy here. Just because somebody affected you and did this, people got killed for being Christians. You know, like, wake up. Don't give up on your salvation. Don't work on a Sunday because you see hypocrisy in the church. You're a hypocrite now. And he's like, well, no, I'm a good guy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you're not. You swear. You just swore. Oh. And I realized, man, like, that's what Apostle Paul was doing. That's what he did. He, he, like, fresh town. He's like, oh, where's that synagogue? I'm going to go find those Jews. <laughs> he, he was like a Jew hunter. Right? He's like, he's like oh, I'm going to go wrestle theology, get the... They don't know about Jesus yet. I will tell them. Fine, you don't... Okay, perfect. Check mark on you guys. You guys don't hear and see anything. Here come the Gentiles. All right. For those who heard the conversation that I just had with the Jews, for those, everybody else around me who's hungry for their moral compass, for the truth, please follow me. That's what he did. And they either stoned him or followed him. <laughs> That's the reality of his life. Last verse I want to read is this. Psalms 94, 15, and 16. But judgment will return to righteousness. Father was saying, you know, uh, righteousness uh, and judgment, these are important things. And all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Two question marks for you. For us, it's addressing us. Who will do it? Who will rise? Who will stand? Who will, who will build themselves up? Who will take that, that challenge of being a real Christian? Who will, who will go, you know what? <laughs> we sung the song, I'll, I'll lay down everything, I'll follow you to the end. But who is actually going to do that this summer? Who's actually going to pr- take part in reading their Bible plan? And maybe going above and beyond. Maybe pushing yourself more because you have freedom. You have that time. It's not time to chill. It's not time to party. It's not time to relax. It's not time to, to plan out these great hangouts with your friends. Right, Alex and Sam? It's not time to chit-chat. It's time to, to, to focus. 
You have finally the, the, the world isn't going to press into you eight hours a day telling you that, hey, you have to believe this if you want to be successful and if you, wanna, you want significance. No, press into this. You want to find your identity. Your significance comes from Him. He created you. He knows who and what you're to be and when you're to be it. Ah, it's so hard. It's so difficult. No, this is hard and difficult because this leads to death. This is a dead end. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Who will open their mouth? Who will speak the truth? Who will live it out so that they can see? Who will go through that process of discipleship? Who will leave it all for me? That's everything that this is about. That's what our God is about. That's the example that He set for us. That's, that's the way, the truth, and the life. That's what it's about. There's only two choices, this or that. You can play around in the gray mass here, but you're going to end up over here eventually. You can be lukewarm. You can be warm. You can kind of do the motions. You can kind of check in to church. You can find a comfortable position, but you're going to end up in hell. Unless you go, man, I want to burn. I want to get on fire. You know what? I'm, I'm tired of looking around everybody else. And, you know, okay, Alex, where's Alex? Uh, you feel that he's on fire, man. He did some crazy. Or Dennis did a double Bible plan, man. He's on fire. That's cool. Maybe one day I'll do a double. No. Get on fire. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? God. God, if you spoke to this guy, and you spoke to this guy, why aren't you speaking to me? Where is my life? Where's, where's my future? Where's, where, what am I supposed to do? My, my parents, okay, I'm going to turn 18 and then I'm going to graduate. And then the life is in my hands and I have to make my own decisions in my own life. I don't know what to do. God, where are you? You know, some of you guys are putting requests. God, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. Why don't you take the, the job that's most important? And reading your word, uh, reading God's word and praying every morning for an hour or so a day. Why don't you challenge yourself with that job? Maybe then God will actually give you a good job because you'll know what a good job is. Right now you'll take anything and you'll think it's a good job. But a good job is the one that's going to allow you to live out your calling. I, uh, again, just want to read you that verse. God's asking you. God's asking me. He's saying, Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? You know, I I will tell you that uh, this church is going to go through some attacks. It's going to go through some some stuff. Uh, You know, uh, while I was building a ship wheel, I had a transgender, uh, transvestite uh, park in the parking lot and come to me. And the transgender, transvestite, he, she, man, woman, uh, said, hey, uh, is this the church office? I said, yes, it is. She, uh, then he, she said, I would like to speak to the pastor. And I said, well, that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, he's in a meeting right now. He's like, well, uh, it's a he that was dressed like a woman, so I'm going to call him he. He, he said that, uh, uh, well, it's, a, it's just a family emergency. I really need to meet with the pastor. 
I said, well, that's, that's great. Uh, how do I know what kind of a meeting he's in right now? Maybe he's dealing with another family emergency. What, why is your family emergency, you know, more important than somebody else's family emergency? And this guy got upset, and he's like, you know, I bet the pastor's just meeting, and he's just talking about what he's going to have for lunch tomorrow. I said, excuse you? I said, excuse you? I don't know what the pastor's talking about. If you want to talk to the pastor, you can leave me your information. I will pass it on to him. But don't come out here with this attitude. And he's like, gets in his car and leaves. Right? Pink, skinny shorts, really messed up looking guy. But with an attitude, I want to get in here and I want to mess with these people. See, and our position is, it's not our opinion We're not defending our opinion. We're defending the truth, God's opinion. See, our basis comes from this, the Word of God. You've got to understand, to defend yourself, you don't defend yourself with your own strength. You defend yourself with God's Word. You defend yourself with God and who He is and what He is. He is the truth, the way, and the life. I don't care what you think and what you say and how you are. I am this. I am immovable. I am unshakable. Especially in schools. You're going to have to have a voice. You're going to have to speak it out. You're going to need to, a, a way to defend yourself. You need, you need to think about that this summer. Maybe go watch Audacity, uh, Ray Comfort's video. Go, go, go study apologetics. Go, go in depth in the Word. Get some history. Get some knowledge. Build your brain. Build, build a hunger to understand what God has done for you throughout history. Go on a course, a hunger course. Like, like challenge yourself. Like, I, why am I watching TV for six hours if I profess to be a Christian? I don't care if I'm 14 and all 14-year-olds think that's the way or playing video games is the way. Why do I call myself a Christian then? My whole school is going to go to hell if I don't become the salt. And then I'm going to, you know, think, you know, that's not going to haunt you. It's going to it haunts me. It haunts me. That's what, what God pushed on my heart to go into schools. He said, look, I did so many things in your life, and you were a coward all throughout your high school years. Now change, grow up, mature, and go back and do the work that I called you to do. Stand your ground. Be faithful. I'm with you. I, uh, I'm done. I I think we should pray. Um, I, uh, you guys, yeah, you guys can all stand up. So let's all stand up. Um, God, we we are so blessed. We really are. We truly are so blessed to to have you in our lives, to be able to hear you, to be able to understand you, to be able to, to sense your Holy Spirit, to, to speak in tongues, to, to be filled with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit.